Web 37 Daily, a 1.37 p.m. daily Twitter space on all things NFTs and Web3. What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Web37. I'm currently actually sitting in a sauna, dripping sweat, and about to jump into a cold pool, but I wanted to get this intro off real quick. You're about to listen to an episode that I recorded on Thursday, April 7th, with two of my very close buddies, Jeff Cole and Mark Mastranda. They are currently in the midst of getting their Web3 business off the ground, MetaRelics. Uh, we talked a lot about their past and running Iconic, their 10-year business relationship, and what that has led to hopefully what is a successful launch into all things Web3. Appreciate you tuning in. Hope you have the best day. Turn it up loud. Get it going. Peace. There you go. So uh, I've known Jeff for about 10, 11, 12 years. Um, Ironically enough, we, we told this exact story on Gary's show. Uh, a girl named Amy randomly told me that she went to college with a really talented graphic artist. That was Jeff. Uh, I randomly called him and he started doing some contract work for me about 10, 12 years ago. And just through the years, I just saw that he just worked harder than everybody else. He had great ideas. He was great at execution, obviously a great human. And just I was with him for about two or three companies and realized that he was always underutilized, under incentivized, and really didn't get the shine that he deserved. And I'd say 2015, 2016, I was touring the US. I was CMO of this hat company, Melon. Uh, came across a tattoo artist that wanted to become a fine artist. Uh, he made a piece for Kardashian. I gave it to Kardashian. They posted. He got a bunch of emails. I answered the emails. I sold a piece of art. I became an art dealer. And fast forward about a year or two years, uh, I realized there was a huge hole in the affordable art market. So it was then about 20, late 2016, me and Jeff were living together, broke in Carlsbad, San Diego. And Jeff's always been really good at understanding where the puck is going and realized on Instagram, everybody was posting motivational quotes, pop culture, memes, photography. So he's like, why don't we just start drop shipping art? And we just went on GoDaddy.com, uh, came up with Iconic and didn't really think much of it, started drop shipping art. And then in 2017, in March, uh, we learned about Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Google ads. And uh, it was very much so white space in the market for affordable art. So things got going pretty fast. Uh, 13 months in a row, we went up in revenue, uh, reached out to Gary about six or seven months in with a pretty savage email, which turned into a 15-minute meeting at Beverly Hills Hotel, which turned into an hour and a half meeting. And he goes... I fuck with you guys. You guys should come to New York. We went to New York a week later. And I think that's where we started getting closer with you, Tyler. And then uh, Gary got involved. Scooter Braun got involved. Uh, one of the largest printers in the world also invested in our company. And it's been a five-year journey with Iconic, uh, selling motivational canvases online. And uh, we're starting to expand it. We're starting to go into retail. We're starting to go into Amazon. And um, just taking a lot of the, the core systems and ideations and obviously some of the team um to form our web3 division which is meta relics uh which we'll obviously get into a bit more but yeah. i mean just about jeff like i know jeff i know his family i fucking I've, I think I've lived with him at this point now four or five years in a row uh he's like a brother to me and i'm just you know for me i'm usually the guy that's talking i'm obviously talking right now but uh i'm just so excited for him to really get his shine and 
he's really never put work out underneath his name. And just like, I'm just seeing a whole different side from him right now. And I'm just so excited for the whole entire world to see how talented of an artist he is, of a storyteller. Um, so I'm just so excited for that. So that's kind of how I got synced up with Jeff. That's good shit. And, I, and I'm going to, Jeff, force you to speak a little bit here. Think you know? I, oh, I, God, I, I talk now. I don't. I don't know. If yeah, I'm aware. I, I remember when I berated you to make a Twitter account multiple times. Yeah, bro. Here we are. Um, yeah. I, uh, you know, I think there's a, a large swath of people that know who um, Cole is, or know of the brand Cole, or know of Cole's work. Um, and I think that you know Jeff built an impressive audience um, on Instagram in, in a Web two environment and correct knowing y'all in terms of selling directly his own pieces and it's one of the amazing things about web3 is kind of this gallery culture or make your own stuff and it goes in target what have you this that the other there's one thing mark that you didn't really you know mention and talk about which i think plays into web3 specifically and you know this notion of ip talk a little bit and mark you can go here but then you know jeff you as well in terms of the licensing side and working with IP and big brands and, and what creative control means. And obviously the CCO creative commons, Jeff, a lot of the work that you've done has been kind of, you know, ancillary and playing off stuff. What, what is that side of your business? Cause I think Mark, the way you explained, it sounds like you guys were just coming up with, you know, images in motivational style and selling them and won a Facebook ad game. But, you know, you guys had some major licenses, um, you know, and we're entrusted with some real creative IP. Just give me a little bit more on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, ironically enough, though, 80% of our sales are creations done by Jeff uh, all on his own. Um, but yeah, I mean, through the years, we've gotten Muhammad Ali, Peanuts, Popeye, the NBA. Uh, we recently signed Michael Jordan uh, and then doing collaborations with guys like Gary and Damon John and Tom Bilyeu. Um, but I just I really think with that, that was obviously us taking iconic IP and then Jeff reimagining it and putting that motivation and entrepreneurship spin on it. But, you know, Jeff will talk a bit more on it. Obviously, he's known on Instagram as Cole, as someone that kind of repurposes other IP. What I'm excited about is he's creating his own new world, his own characters that have names, identities, traits. Um, so he's really kind of starting from ground zero on this one. And I'm also excited because something I've seen from him as well is he's got, he's got a very eclectic skill set. I mean, when I first met him, he wasn't a digital designer. And I mean, he's going in a, it's the same kind of core audience and identity, but aesthetically he's going in a way different direction. So I think I'm personally excited, Tyler, because I've worked with so many of these enormous licensing houses and see how they build IP. And quite frankly, I don't necessarily agree with it all the time, how they do it. And this is like finally our chance to build our own thing. And it's just, I'm just really excited about it. Jeff, when did you first get on Instagram? Um, funny you asked that. Today, actually, we were talking about the first day I downloaded Instagram, but it was um, 2012. Um, and I thought it was fake. I thought it was a fake account. Um, I remember posting a couple pieces of my art first. Um, and what do you mean hashtags. by that? You thought it was a fake account. I'll tell you why. So I started posting my art and I, I was doing like hashtag art, hashtag streetwear, 
um, very generic hashtags that when I looked at it then, it probably only had like a hundred photos under that hashtag. Now it's got in the multi-millions, right? Um, so I would hashtag, you know, some basic stuff on my art. And then right away, I saw people liking it from like all around the world. So I thought it was fake. I thought it was like bots because until then, that was kind of a foreign, I guess, thing to me. Um, so for the first couple of days, I thought it was fake and all these fake accounts were engaging with my work. Um, but I, I was wrong and they were all real people. And that's kind of when like the light clicked for me. I knew kind of how powerful this was. It was the first time I could design something mm-hmm. and then immediately put it out to a distribution of, you know, infinite users. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was a moment, but you know, I didn't start getting, you know, going viral for some of my sneaker art until 2016. So there was a large gap there of just, you know, random, you know, corporate design jobs, freelance album covers, clothing lines, product design, you name it. Um, and then obviously the conception of iconic came even before um, the viral, you know, sneaker stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And so 10 years you've been putting out content more or less. Some may say for free, what have you on Instagram, building a community what's your following on that platform currently and instagram it's like uh it's like eight hundred and thirty thousand. and how did you think obviously you just mentioned a couple different things but the monetization around your skills iconic other things that you did as a as a human as an artist and selling your work etc so this is actually the interesting part, right? So, you know, for the last five years, when Mark said, I've never really put something out under my name, what he means by that is, you know, I put out over a thousand art pieces through Iconic that doesn't say the artist was Jeff Cole, right? We wanted it all to be about, you know, the brand. Everything goes back to the brand. Um, so that's what he meant by that. So like, and also like, if you look at some of it, you know, our artwork, there's, there's many different styles. You know, I do illustration, I do, you know, Photoshop. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of invent you know, different aesthetics based on what, how optimized I want that quote and that emotion to be. So I'll kind of like camouflage my way into different aesthetics, which I think is probably one of the most unique things about my art. Um, you know, I have my sneaker style, you know, illustration style, uh, you know, photorealism style, you know, so all these different types, right? Um, and, you know, for five years, I kind of had to take the Cole brand and, you know, sit on the sidelines with it. And I mean, Tyler, you've seen it through, you know, the whole thing. You know, I, I haven't monetized any of my, you know, sneaker art, haven't um, sold any of my prints, you know, my, you know, MBA type prints and any pop culture type stuff. And um, well, for one reason, you know, I, I didn't need to because of, you know, how much we were doing with Iconic and obviously being the co-founder and, and running that, um, running that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but the worst part about, you know, that whole experience with not really doing anything with my coal brand through those five years was when the NFTs came out and I had to wait basically a year and a half to get in the game and kind of sit on the sidelines as being now, an, now mm-hmm. an established digital artist mm-hmm. um, and watching people who've never done art before come in and start making all this money. Um, the reason there's a lot of reasons why I didn't get in that early. Um, but one of them is, you know, I, I obviously had a sustainable business running and I could kind of sit and watch, right? I can sit this all, you know, unfold. And I think we can all agree that, you know, the NFT space was moving in a hundred different directions, you know, a year ago. And I think we benefited off of just kind of 
sitting and watching, you know, that's what uh-huh. Gary does. And that's why, you know, I admire him so much. He'll just, he will never jump into something he doesn't fully understand. And, um, you know, he'll sit in podcasts and just listen if he doesn't know something, but if he knows what he's talking about, he'll be the only one talking for hours. Uh-huh. And that's kind of how I, I wanted to approach the space. Um, and that's why we're excited. And I, I think I'm glad I waited. Um, and I'm glad a lot of these projects are kind of, you know, kind of weeding themselves out now and, you know, the visions becoming more clear on what, in what type of projects are going to succeed in this space. Um, we're fully capable or fully aware of what that takes. And like I said, we've done the hard part, right? We sold art. We sold millions and millions of dollars of worth of art to in the web two space, which is much harder um, in my opinion, especially coming from then and then seeing how it is now. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just very exciting. We feel like it's that day one iconic again when Mark and I were um, posting that first design on Instagram and we sold 12 orders in one hour. And yeah. we, were jumping, we were jumping on the couches in Carlsbad, San Diego. We thought we were rich. We sold 12 pieces. And I made the and piece what was like the average a couple price, hours earlier. What was the average price that you were selling those pieces for? I, I don't know. Probably like a, you know, 180, 180 yeah. bucks. Yeah. Um, you know, anywhere from 180 for, I don't know, like an average order value, I don't know, 250, let's say. But yeah, it was it was crazy to us. Because, you know, before that, we were making, you know, not much money, you know, on like these little monthly um, salaries. Uh, really just, I mean, eating shit for that long, kind of, that's the reason why Iconic exists. We knew how hard we worked. And we wanted to create a brand that really encompassed that and, and showed people who we are as humans and people resonated with that. And then, you know, it, it kind of just snowballed from there. So, yeah, you, you answered what, what was going to be my next question. And there's, it's a bit loaded because I know the exact moment and Mark, I'll, I'll fire kind of this one at you, but one real quick, how many, how many people were employed at Iconic like a year ago today, Mark? Uh, I would say full-time 10, 12, and then including our offshore team and then just major, you know, contract contractors like accounting, legal, et cetera. Yep. I'd say like 20, 25 total. When did you first learn about NFTs web 3.0? I think it was, I, I don't remember. I think it was January 15th, January 17th of 2021. We had a meeting with Gary and he told us to pay attention. Uh, and then we tested a bunch of things, watched a bunch of things. And I would say it was about nine months later. So about four or five months ago, um, where it got to a point where we were just seeing what was going on and just talking to a lot of people, obviously talking to people like you and talking to Gary more. And we knew we had to, we had to take it more seriously. I, I think something I said it in the last Twitter spaces is just, I think that there's a lot of very, very talented Web2 people that are bogged down by running a successful business in Web2 that they just don't have the time uh, to really put the correct amount of effort into Web3. And once we just started kind of dipping our feet in a, ba- uh, a bit more and kind of seeing um, what it took to, w- to win in Web3, I think what it takes to win in Web3 directly goes into not only my wheelhouse and Jeff's wheelhouse, but our existing team, Iconics Wheelhouse, and then obviously the, the new people that we brought on board for Meta Relics. Um, things like community, brand building, strategy, um, obviously design, content, storytelling. This is the stuff that we knew we were good at. And just the whole entire model in Web 2 and Web 3 is kind of flipped. Um, 
So for us, it was just something that we saw, you know, an opportunity where it played into our strengths. And I would really say it was about four months ago where uh, when we brought on Jeremy, um, we've been all in since then. Nice. And Jeremy is the gentleman that is behind the Meta Relics account currently on stage. Jeremy, say hello. Say hello. We've got to know each other a little bit. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? What's up, Jay? So I think we covered now the past a little bit, right? Like doxing who the hell you are and why anyone should even contemplate spending what is now $15,000 U.S. dollars to acquire a relics pass um even just to begin the contemplation i believe you know knowing who is behind it is an important thing personally i believe there's success and i think anonymity pseudo anonymity i think there's going to be multiple identities i think 50 years from now you'll have rights around having multiple personalities online i believe all that stuff but i do believe that the past shows the future a bit and I think those that have had successful businesses and understand infrastructure and understand what us selling to a consumer and, and what that relationship or even social construct means um, is important. What the hell is Meta Relics? Answer that for me. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a Web3 collective of artists, products, experiences and NFTs. Uh, and I think it's just. Jeff is obviously the lead creative. He's directing, he's designing, he's curating. So for us, it just, it started two weeks ago. We launched uh, an 1,000 unit pass and that kind of is the key into the whole entire kingdom and you're going to get first access to all of those product experiences and drops and NFTs. Um, and then leading into what we just dropped today, which was the NFT print utility, which we should talk about more. Mm-hmm. And then in the coming months, uh, the masterpiece, which is going to be Jeff's Genesis project, which he's been working on and for the last two, three months and has a whole entire team he's working with that we're super excited uh, to start peeling back more layers there. But ultimately, it's just a collective of different products, experiences, artists, NFTs. Not only is it art, but there's also going to be a lot of utility, a lot of value. Um, launching a speaker series shortly. Uh, our first guest is Damon John. That's on April 19th. Uh, I got the verbal commit today from Kranich with you, Tyler. So you guys Let's as well. Go. Let's um, go. And there's a lot of other very, very uh, big names in both Web2 t- Web and Web3. Uh, the one thing I've learned is not going to announce it until it's 100% in stone. Um, mm-hmm. But we've had formerly uh, a successful podcast, you know, 20, 25 episodes with some big names, uh, a web series with, I think, 27 episodes, which we're bringing back. Um, so, I mean, we lived in L.A. for three, four, five years. Uh, so I have a great network. And this is the brand, the community, and the vehicle that I am cashing in all of my chips, all of my relationships, and bringing all of the value from the past, all of that goodwill, I'm feeding it into this community. So why a thousand? Uh, why did you land there? What, what brought you guys there? Um, it's interesting that, that I, to unpack that, I think I just watched... Uh, a really, really interesting video. I want to link it out. And it was kind of the five most important things for a successful Web3 founder. And one, one of the things I found was very interesting. And it was about unlearning things from Web2. And obviously, from a Web2 perspective, immediately you're thinking scale. So obviously, you want more units, more profit, uh, more revenue, etc. Um, but for us, what we found when looking at the space, 
um, especially we're showing ourselves we're front and center. Um, we've poured our whole entire lives into obviously our business careers. We have a lot riding on the line. Um, and for us, you know, we see people that were over promising a bit and under delivering and that just never ends well. So for us, I think it's, you know, the Gary 101 is understanding supply and demand. And we just wanted to basically play it safe. Like four months ago, it was probably 10,000 units out ahead. Then it was 7,500. Then it was 5,000. Then it was 4,000. Then it was 3,000. So for us, we're in a number where we knew uh, the demand would supersede the value. Um, it's not like we have 1,000 passes and the demand is like 1,100. Like we have 1,000 passes and the demand is a, a decent sized multiple of that. So we wanted to be able to, you know, we know, uh, especially Rob, our head of community, like we know like a lot of the names and faces in our community. Like we, we really have real relationships with them. So it was really about um, over delivering. And then obviously the, the best thing about Web3 is the ability to be super malleable. So, uh, you know, down the line, we can do projects through the past ecosystem that have larger units. Um, as the community grows, obviously we want to grow it with like-minded people. So basically anytime I talk to anybody launching a project, when they say how many units they're doing, I'm like cut it in half. Uh, and that's something that I'm really, really proud that uh, our team together, um, a lot of teaching, a lot of, a lot of learning, a lot of friendly arguments and good opinions where we got to a number we were comfortable with. And yeah, that's it. Love it. I'm going to yeah. entirely, yeah. Jeff, go. I'm, so I'm going to add on a little bit of alpha here, um, which is basically the North Star of the Relic Pass. So our North Star of the Relic Pass, which we haven't released yet, which we will be very soon, is going to be something called the Relic Reserves. And that's going to be basically, it means all 1,000 Relic Pass holders will get access to at least two collections from us per year. So we're going to be putting that out very soon. Um and we're excited for that. Obviously, we've been hinting at some of the projects we're putting out, but that's going to be stamped is, you know, two projects per year from us, all led by me. Um, and yeah, we're excited to put that out to everyone. Just a, a note on that, Jeff, um, as you drop that bomb there, uh, the Relic Punks are the first Relic Reserves collection that we'll be dropping. So two per year, a thousand units, either a free at or least, 0.05 at least, claim. At least two at least. per year. Yeah, yep. we don't want to Relic Punks starting it. Nice. So, yeah. Four in the first quarter. I love it. Um, <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, the reason why our community, I fucking love it, is I'm on the Discord right now, and just it's going ape shit right now. Relic Reserve. Yo, no, my Twitter just... was lit for the last 36 hours of just all your people coming crazy. So I, I know. I'm aware. I was trying to, like, get through it all. There's definitely action. And I, listen, again, back to Jeff and – yeah, I was a fan of Jeff's work long before. I want to bring some some fresh questions up. Obviously, I, I think th through things in a certain way. I like random questions because it keeps you guys on your toes, what have you. But real quick, because you guys have sold physical art. And I think a lot, this this notion of collecting things digitally is a massive concept that may be a barrier to understanding of NFTs. And what you guys just mentioned about dropping two physical projects, or sorry, 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 two digital pretty much art projects a year if you have the past, the past, correct? 
18 months ago, you were selling art online. Now, if you own that pass, you receive a piece of digital art for free. In NFTs, that or, or in, in regular art, like what I say to people is eBay exists, right? eBay exists. Everyone can go on eBay and everyone is surrounded by stuff that they could sell for money on eBay that they never, ever, ever use currently. Probably within arm's reach, there's something that you really don't think about that you could sell on eBay for money. In NFTs, most people are thinking about buying to sell. And where are you at? Or oh, how, Tom, I your, love this question. I love this question. Where's your thoughts on collecting digital art? Yeah. So listen to this, Tyler. So anyone who knows me, right, I use pop culture and pretty much all my art. And much of my art revolves around nostalgia, psychology, and basically emotion. Um, obviously, we use emotion to sell a lot of our art with Iconic. You know, I want you to feel something. I want it to change you so much that you have to buy that piece. And that's basically everything I instilled in Iconic and everything I kind of I, I instill in my own work. And that's probably the main focus I'm taking into these collections is emotionally tying you to these these collections where you have a connection to them. Um, and that's where we can start to talk about the, uh, the, the Relic Punks. Like the Relic Punks was probably the perfect example of what you're talking about. It's taking basically, you know, it, it's now a 30 piece, you know, community inspired collection. So right there, you know, bringing the community is already a tie into basically them having, you know, a connection with this art, right? Um, and, you know, all the punks are made of iconic cultural technology. You know, the concept is directly tied to the name Meta Relics, you know, Meta being, you know, the punk's interpretation and digital identity. And then the relics, you know, being the physical nostalgic consumer devices. So, you know, the goal of the punks was just to evoke the motion and bring you back to, you know, I like to say a simpler time, a simpler moment in your life. Um, while, you know, the punks was more looking more towards the future, which is a very complex, you know, emotion. So in one way, this collection was like a very therapeutic and introspective collection that our community is telling stories like, hey, I want that, you know, that light bright punk because it reminds me when I used to play with my sister when we were kids and life was so simple and happy. Like, that's what I'm trying to do here. And I think we've always keep that was always a part of the iconic identity or in the way I create artwork. Um, and that's the same approach I'm taking to this. I'm taking to sneaks of nature um, and every other collection. Cause that Gary Tommy, you know, nostalgia is, is probably the number one marketing and selling tool. Um, so. Emotion, baby. Mako. I think, I think that's where we're trying to go. M a three K O dot ETH on stage here. We're going to start firing some questions at y'all boys. See, they were up here for a little bit. Isabella, if you're ready to rock, you can fire a question. Hey, guys. Well, first of all, thank you um, for, for bringing me up and for hosting this space. It's been great to, to listen to, to the story and, and to what you guys have going on. So my question is for Jeff. And I wanted to ask you, like, I, I love your style of art. And listening to you speak, like was super inspiring and I just wanted to know where do you get your inspiration when you create art and like do you follow a process to get into a certain headspace 
um, when you create or, or yeah. Great question. Great question. And actually, um, you know, I take a lot of pride in my systems, right? Um, you know, I've been doing art my whole life, so I'm very used to the process, you know, of, you know, conception to execution. Um, and I have, a, you know, tons of systems in place to get inspired. I have, you know, systems in place if I have, a, you know, a creative block. Um, you know, I've spent a decade now building my inspiration folders where I could basically start a project at any time because I've basically prepared my whole life um, through these systems I've created. Um, but one of my main inspirations for, you know, creating is one, my childhood, um, two, psychology, three, movies. Movies play a giant role in, um, you know, you know, framing, um, composition, um, and all that stuff. And then, you know, music and, you know, just pop culture in general are like kind of like the fuel for that art, I guess. And, um, you know, my childhood, I was obsessed with just consumer products. So I collected a lot of things, you know, I was into pop culture, born in Chicago, you know, we had, you know, the Bulls, Jordan, Nike, and that was kind of like this nucleus of pop culture in the nineties. So like, I think that really helped, you know, cultivate all those things that you see for me now. Um, but yeah, I've taken a very a kind of entrepreneur approach to creating art. You know, I've taken a lot of the emotion out of it in terms of um, the processes to creating, but I add so much emotion in how I create and in how I basically bridge that, um, that gap between me and the person viewing it. And I really want to control that emotion they feel through it. Um, instead of leaving it up for interpretation, I want to basically give them something that they're missing. Um, so yeah, that's my process. Love it. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, and if, if you don't mind, I have another super quick question. If, if, can Fire I ask away, Isabella. Okay. Fire away. <laughs> my other question would be, I know this is just the beginning and, and obviously there's so much more um, to go from here but up until now what would you say has been your biggest lesson or and if there's anything that you would have done differently um, up until now um yeah that's a good question um you know thankfully I have a team who all have extremely different perspectives on the space and the toughest thing is to having those those arguments those needed arguments with my team Like we stress test every single decision we make because of how many different perspectives our team has. Like we have Mark who has this business web two mindset. You know, we have me who's like this psychological weirdo. And then you have like Jeremy who's like born in web three. And then you have Rob who's like this diehard pulse on community. So we have these things every night where if any idea comes up, you know, we're hearing every side of it and hearing every argument, you know, we end up going to bed exhausted from just, you know, really testing all of our, testing our theories and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So the hardest thing I think is to keep, you know, keep a level head and, and realize we're all on the same team. We're all trying to get to the same goal. And I think we've been all been able to learn a lot from each other this way. And, you know, it's never good to get, you know, a bunch of people in, in, the, in the same room who have the same perspective. You're never going to get a different answer. Um, so that's been a huge advantage for us. And, uh, That's also the most struggle as well, just because you're kind of fighting against yourself and learning and realizing you're wrong. And then sometimes you're right. Um, so it's kind of just hearing the best answer, listening and, um, 
really just noticing everyone's there for the same reason, which is obviously trying to, you know, really give as much value to our, our holders in our community. Amazing. Thank you so much for answering my questions. Thank you. Did, did Rob move in with y'all? He did. He did move in. So all of y'all live together. Yeah, bro. So like it never stops. Like we don't go home at night. We literally go to bed exhausted from just just figuring out it problems, conceptually conceptualizing things that don't exist. It, it's just kind of a wild time. I mean, obviously, Tyler, you've been here during some of those brainstorms. I mean, they're they're wild, but they're mm-hmm. they're, they're so needed, so needed. Jeff, you here? You still t- tuned in, tapped in? Not not Me? you, Jeff Cole, but uh, oh. the, that NFT advisor we have on stage for a question. Yeah, I'm here. Fire away. Fire away. Well, first, I just want to say I've known Jeff since I was a kid. Uh, Jeff and Mark, like, will know who I am. Um, I got to fly out to L.A. to meet Mark a number of years ago, and I am so excited. Uh, I joked with them that I wanted to take off on a rocket ship when they were starting with Iconic, and it's so great to see where they've gotten today. But my question, I guess, is two parts. One being utility um, value to your holders. You were just mentioning that, Jeff. And it seems like a lot of projects are failing because they're putting out promises that take three months, six months, or longer to deliver. And since MetaRelics has released, you guys are providing almost immediate value um, just with the announcement today. How do you guys plan on continuing kind of this streak um, and this growth? And the second one being directly for Jeff, um, you got, you are consistently giving away one of one relics. And I mean, you're kind of handing out thousands of dollars worth of digital collectibles. And how does that feel to be able to give back to the community in such a unique um, and special way when you uh, really get to hand someone something that's a one of one. Um, and yeah. Um, I'll take the first part, Mark, or, and then Mark, you can take the second, but, um, you know, we've done this before. Um, we also, we come from a world where we have to plan, you know, 90 days ahead on everything we do. And we've been having to do that for five, six years. So, you know, everything we're doing is pipelined and we're constantly thinking like Mark is really good and basically thinking in the future and I'm really good at thinking in the moment. So like that balance is perfect for this company. And, you know, I'm thinking of those day-to-day things like the one of ones to please, you know, our community and Mark's thinking of those macro visions and macro partnerships and products that are 60, 90 days away. And this is what we've been doing, you know, our whole, you know, careers. So that for us is kind of very intuitive. Um, And in terms of, you know, other projects and other teams and you know like i said we're think we're thinking about this completely different than everyone else like like i i I put out a tweet the other days you know everyone's doing it backwards like they are doing completely backwards they're putting out the projects first and then they're scrambling to figure everything else out and when they don't even know what the project is like you're, you're you're putting out a project an ip whatever it is you know half of them just just were born you know a couple months previous to that and you're kind of just like learning everything about the project as it's minting 
which is to me completely backwards. So what we're doing is doing, you know, what we what we've always done. You know, we're telling thoughtful stories in chronological order, and we're we're putting out experiences and products before even you know the project's released. Like the project should be released last, in our opinion, and that's kind of what we're doing with Sneaks of Nature. Is we're literally putting it out last. We're going to give you everything up front. We're going to give you all the value, everything we could possibly do, and then at the end, if you want to mint it, you can. Um, if we made it, if we made you know. If we, if we touched your heart with these projects and, and you love the storytelling and the characters and this, and it's something that, you know, you, you actually all, so every community member is going to basically be involved in this project, um, Sneaks of Nature. And, you know, I'm so excited because next week we actually start the story. Um, and it's, it's going to be, you know, the biggest project I'll, I'll ever work on. It will be, you know, probably end up being three to five months to develop it. And then obviously it's going to last my whole life. Um, but we're really treating this like a grant, like a movie. Um, and obviously if anyone knows how movies work, it's they're probably the heaviest lift in entertainment. Um, so that's what we're doing. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that answered your question. Mark can probably speak on some of the other, you know, utilities we're, we're doing. No, I love it. You talk more. Um, but yeah, it's just planning, man. I mean, certain things have different lead times, uh, digital files, you know, Jeff can do in a day, two days, uh, a product like the one obviously that we launched today took months. Uh, and then if you just look at, look at any core physical products, like you got to, I don't want to say which products we're doing, but all things have different lead times. So you have to just layer everything on top of each other and just make sure in the background, I annoy the shit out of Jeff because I'm annoying him about something that's going to launch in nine to 12 months. But I'm in the background making sure step one, two, three, four, five, six, we stay on track. Uh, and if you like look at our notion board as far as value adds, whether it be products, experiences, NFTs, it's fucking full. So um, I think for us, it's, you know, one of the best things that we did do was uh, we pre-planned before we launched the pass. Obviously, we have we've had months and we have even more months until Sneaks of Nature launches. And Jeff made a great point that we're storytelling before we launch. But yeah, we just have, we just have time and uh, we're just making sure that we just are very transparent in the, in the timetable. So that's, that's about it. Thank you both. Thanks, Thanks for popping up, Jeff. Uh, real quick, uh, we'll get some more questions. I'll go Natasha next and then uh, Mr. Say like Scotty. But real quick, you mentioned... You know, you, you mentioned dropped a project today. Talk to me about, you know, the stuff that y'all are doing in the physical side with the metarelics.co um, website and uh, and hard good print print side of things. What what's uh, what's that all about? Yep. So uh, you can really look at it as like a native Web3 protocol that you can use uh, basically to reward any specific set of users. Um this specific one is obviously a print upload business. Our background, obviously, is we understand how to print canvases at volume across the globe. And I think people really underestimate how hard that is um, because of taxes, tariffs, dimensional weights, et cetera. So we've taken years on years to master that process. Uh, then there was just complete white space in the market. Nobody was doing it. Um, and Currently, right now, we really look at it as a utility to our community 
um, which they're going to be getting, the, the pass holders are going to be getting a free print, and then the rest of our community is getting a percent discount off. Uh, and then we found it as a really good opportunity um, to network with other communities and allow, uh, you know, the founders and owners of those communities to give back. Everybody's looking for new utilities and new, new value to give back. They usually launch the project and then they're, they're scrambling. So obviously uh, it was a natural extension to work with Gary and be friends first. Um, and just today has been crazy with the influx of different projects that are looking to partner with us. And like for us, how we look at it is every single person in this chat right now is on the same boat where we're trying to build Web3 and bring it to the masses. And we just think this is a tool that not only us, but other communities can utilize that are just going to help grow awareness. So it's really something that we just think is going to help grow um, Web3 as a whole. Uh, and then we really do believe that the marriage between digital and physical is going to be here for a long time before we veer off into the ready player one world. So um, yeah, man, we launched it today. Uh, it's been very, very successful so far. And um, that's the first of many products that we're going to be launching. Yeah. Say, uh, yeah. Jeremy, go ahead. Yeah. Just a quick note on one of the first things Mark said there that this being a native web three protocol, allowing people to print their NFTs, um, use your imagination in terms of where that can go down the line um, and how you've seen protocols reward early users. Uh, I'll just leave with that. Yeah, and, and, and just to piggyback off that, it's like we see this as, you know, this is enterprise value for our pass holders. You know, it exposes more people in the space to basically what we're doing. So, you know, without adding supply to our passes, we're bringing more people basically in our in our circle, um, figuring out what we're up to um, without obviously doing like a 10,000 PFP just so we can add more, you know, supply. Um, so it's a very unique angle we're, we're, we're trying here, so. I ordered mine. Natasha, over to you. Hello, first of all, hi, Jeff, hi, Tyler, hi, Mark. Um, I am, hi, hi. <laughs> I have been in the, in the Discord community since um, the beginning, and I have to say, I really love the art, and um, I am super sad that I did not have the pass, I just, um, let's um let's not get into that but um uh, what i want to ask over here is um since you have um thousand pass holders or like a minimum of thousand people holders i have seen and i'm super stoked to see if there is a possibility to ever in the future um see um irl events where we can see um the art uh in real life as well or have like um, a meet and greet with you as well because i feel I think I am so hung over by the art uh, itself that I would love to have a chat um, actually with uh, the entire team and even with you, what the process was behind, how the inspiration comes from. And um, I mean, I'm, I, I, I would love to see you there, but I don't know if there is a possibility to ever um, have you guys uh, in real life because uh, since the pass holders must be across the entire world, um, it would be a little difficult to um, have an event or have a meet and greet, isn't it? I can answer that. Fuck yes. Uh, we want to meet. <laughs> we we want to meet everybody. Um, oh yes. <laughs> oh, we want to meet everybody. So we're going to be at VCon. We're going to have a big presence there. 
Uh, we're going to be at NFT NYC. We're going to have a big presence there. Uh, and I already started working on with the team kind of like uh, little micro satellite meetups um, with obviously pass holders in the community everywhere. And uh, we're bringing back our web series, which we had two years ago for two years. And we're basically going to be leveraging the travel for all of our meetings and traditional business running a business. Um, and we'll be able to do quick pop-ups often in a, in a lot of different places. So I'm super excited. I'm like in this Discord talking to random uh, PFPs. I don't know who these people are, so but they're really funny. Uh, I'm, I'm having a great time. So I'm super excited to, to see everybody in person. So the answer is definitely yes. Oh my God, absolutely. I'm planning for um, um, NFT NYC. Um, and I, I, if you guys are over there, I mean, you, I think you guys are going to be the first place where you're going to be. And I, I want to see you guys because I don't know why. I resonate a lot with the art. And um, as I said, it's a bummer that I just uh, lost my past, but I'm very stoked to see you and be a part of the community. I am there and I, I'm always there and see what is going on at the Discord. But I, I would really love to see you guys. I swear to God, <laughs> that's all what I have to say for today. That means yeah, so much. Excited, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I'm crashing that party. I'm crashing that party. <laughs> Me too. Tyler, <laughs> Tyler, you're invited. You're gonna break the shower. We know. Uh, yeah. Shower is gonna shatter on my arm and need to get stitches at 4:30 in the morning, like last time <laughs> I left at this house. Um, real quick, I'm gonna do some minor shameless and selfish plugs i maybe i'm getting a little bit better at this but these episodes we we now have packaged up what what this is into a series what we're calling web 37 um every tuesday and thursday we'll be hosting a twitter space um and that that is a recorded podcast that comes out uh the next morning um and then on fridays what we'll be doing is a non-live but a bit of a mailbag of sorts, taking in questions from the community and, and having our internal team kind of answer them, splice them up and put them out at also on that podcast and content. So we're excited about that. Um, but we also are just getting our newsletter uh, off the ground and running. And so that first pinned tweet, um, you can see a link to sign up on our newsletter. And if you've been enjoying this or getting any value from this, I would uh, appreciate you signing up. But I also believe it'll bring you value. Um, we cover all things NFTs, gaming, sports, popular culture, style, collectibles, cannabis, etc. We are broad, we are wide and multi-hyphenated for a reason. And all of that is kind of packed into that one newsletter. That's my radio read. That's my plug. Mr. Say it like Scotty over to you. You got a question? Maybe not. Let's add another. Battle Angel. And we got a nice me bit. Fire the me bit on here too. Going to add three final questions. Three final questions. Battle Angel, MeBit, and Future. Yo. You, you, I don't want to jump in. Won the race. All you. Hey, you jumped in first. No, I don't want to jump in front of nobody. Did Battle Angel go or whoever was supposed to be next? You know? uh, hey. No, that's okay. Battle, you, you here? All right. No, nah, man. Handle your business. I talk plenty in VC, my man. Right. Go ahead. I'm going to. Uh... I'm going to introduce Battle Angel. This, this is Damien here. This is one of uh, MetaRelic's mods. Very important person, part of the team. I'm uh, wondering what type of question he's got here. Um, it's not more of a question. It was relating around Natasha's um, meeting grade. Just wanted to jump in and say we're definitely going to fly 
um, halfway around the world from Australia, myself and George and our team to be a part of anything that you guys do when it comes to meet and greets and, and you know, getting to mingle against all of our amazing community members. That's about it for me. And um, Tyler, nice to meet you and um, keep doing what you guys are doing. I appreciate it. Looking forward to getting to know appreciate you more. Appreciate you. Hopefully meet in person soon. Thanks for jumping up. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, guys. I have put it in people's head now. <laughs> you can throw me off the stage. <laughs> All is good. We'll keep you up here. Future. Uh, actually, Scotty. Scotty, Scotty. I see you're back and I see you here. Over to you. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you saying my name correctly. Say it like Scotty. I thank you so much. Um, I didn't even honestly know y'all brought me up until just now. I was handling my little one. But um, Jeff, this is actually a question for you. And before I ask this question, just full disclosure and everything, it was just the only the reason I'm asking is just because I'm genuinely curious. Um, I'm in sneakerheads and everything. And I didn't I basically I've been following your art and everything. I can't say I've been following for a long time, but long enough. And I obviously saw some of the actual visualizations you put up, um, you know, regarding like the Yeezy 350 V2 and all that stuff and everything. And then flash forward to the present, I'm seeing sneakerheads put that out. I always wanted to ask you personally, like, what are your thoughts on that? I was under the impression that maybe it was like an inspiration that, you know, maybe Ali may have taken, but I was just curious. So figured I'd ask now. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to ever put attention towards, you know, that project. I'll just, I don't want to say much, too much about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think his collection was inspired by me at all. Um, he hasn't said that, so I can't, I can't really speculate on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've been doing my thing since 2000, uh, what, 14. And I've been putting out hundreds and hundreds of sneaker, uh, related, uh, artwork. Um, and I'm very excited to basically, look into the future of this new sneaks of nature project just because it's something very new for me um it's something i'm way more passionate about um we're not looking at the in the past anymore if someone kind of is jocking your 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 style that's when we move off it uh so i'm moving off that style and i'm very very excited about this new sneaks of nature um basically world i'm building um and i think you're gonna love it so yeah, thank you so much for answering exactly the way you did, man. You know what I mean? Of course. I feel like most people just would try to just kind of do a whole FUD process and everything. Like, you know, yeah, you jock my style, whatever the case may be. But thank you for that genuine answer. And even more so, I am really, really excited to try to be a part of this. Um, one of the people that actually told me about your project um, we've been pretty much sneakerheads for since dang their birth at this point. And that's literally all I really look for is just trying to get in some kind of legitimate community where that is not. I don't know. Did we lose him? Anyone else? I think we, I think we lost you. Um, you're on mute actually now. You know, ask the questions and everything. It means a lot, man. Thank y'all so much. Oh yeah. Um, just to say, dude, like, if you're a sneakerhead, like you're going to fall in love with this project. Um, like I said, I've never spent more than a week on anything in my art career. And I'm spending probably over five to six months on the development of this. So think about that. One week, I, and a lot of the things don't even obviously take that. 
but you know, this is, I'm putting everything I possibly have in, in my tank into this. Um, and you will not be disappointed. Promise you that. So this is definitely for you. That's exactly what I like to hear. I'm a, I'm a definitely have to get my ETH up. I gotta be honest. Cause I did not get like a meta relics pass or anything like that just quite yet. You know, uh, my little one, he's about to turn one, um, this month basically. And let's just say he been digging in my pockets. They whistling right now, but I'm definitely there. <laughs> so I so appreciate y'all, man. I, I can't wait to finally get to that point. Awesome. I imagine Thanks it's for the worth every penny, Scotty. Yeah. I really appreciate your energy. All the best with the little one, and uh, let, I'd love to stay connected. And appreciate you being here and taking the time. Most definitely, y'all getting the follow. By the way, in case you didn't know already, <laughs> appreciate you. Future over to you, I believe. Yo, what's up, family? How y'all feeling? Appreciate y'all bringing me up. Um, much love from the VC, man. I just wanted to come up and um, chat with you guys direct. Uh, also want to shout out Amanda and Rob, building an incredible community. And um, like my man was saying before, it's just dope that you guys are like building a kind of like a authentic culture in your community. That's like a kind of like a, a breath of f- fresh air right now in terms of how everything is kind of wild, wild west in this Web3 space. But um my question was, uh, I guess, kind of a combo for uh, for Mark and Jeff um, in terms of, you know, the relationships you guys have built over the years, um, specifically around um, IP and creative IP. Um, do you guys feel it's more of a challenge right now to just kind of stay calm and be quiet on the things that you guys are capable of pulling off? Um, at the same time, um, you guys are kind of like um, an important bridge right now coming over from Instagram and Web 2 into this Web 3 space. So, like, what are some of the challenges, if any, that you guys have encountered or are anticipating yeah. with, with you know, that kind of transition, knowing that, you know, knowing what you guys are capable of and knowing, you know, you can pull off incredible things. But um, just as the community grows in this Web 3 space from web too like what are some of the things that you guys anticipate or challenges i guess i would say um good question i'm, I'm going to just briefly talk about this in market after so you know we spent probably the like six months i would say educating a lot of blue chip web 2 brands and some of the biggest organizations in the world about nfts and trying and all our relationships with those brands we were trying to kind of figure out how we can do something with them in the nft space and that six months was extremely grueling for Mark and I because we kind of had to educate, you know. Burn my soul. Burn yeah, my soul. It was tough. So, like, we would have to kind of talk to these licenses that we deal with with Iconic and educate them on what this is and then trying to convince them, you know, it's time for them to do something with us um, in this space. And we we spent a lot of time, you know, trying to jump through those hoops. So we know what that that world is like. And that's actually how we started and, uh, you know, unfortunately, they don't move in the speed we we like. And, and I hope sometime down the line, you know, that time will come where, you know, some of these bigger companies um, can jump in on NFTs. But um, we know what it's like to talk to some of the most powerful companies in the world about NFTs. And we know exactly how they think about NFTs. Um, and we're just excited for that, for kind of like the, that shift in, in, in culture where, all these people, you know, start to come into, you know, this market. But uh, Mark can speak on some of that part of, the, of our life because that was a very frustrating, but we learned so much during that time. So, Mark, you can talk. 
Yeah, first, I uh, appreciate you, man. Uh, I want to shout out Damian, too. He's our other mod. Uh, Rob, Amanda, and Damian have been absolutely yeah, Damian, man, I forgot to shout out Damian, too. My bad, bro. All the mods, man. The whole VC gang. I want to shout out the whole VC gang, but not to interrupt you, but yeah. They family forever. It's so crazy that they were complete strangers uh, a very short while ago, and now I feel like they're family. So shout out to them. Um, yeah, kind of going off what Jeff said, um, the market shifts so fast that this game is about speed and agility. And like we know from working with big IP houses, like, dude, imagine sending an art file and having to wait a month for it to get approved. But then you have to make it into 2D, you have to make it into 3D, you have to make it into 4D. Just the, it's by the time you're done with it, the whole entire market has changed. Like, look at how, look at what worked in Web3 four months ago. Look at what worked eight months ago. Look at what worked in January of 2021. Things changed so fast. Um, so it's just a, a different game, which I actually think feeds into our core competency. Um, and then, you know, brand and community always win in Web2 and Web3, but it's a way more, uh, wide and shallow game in web two versus a deep and narrow game in web three. Like I'm not saying all I give a shit about is our team and our community, but all I really give a shit about is our team and community. And then obviously all the new people that come in. So it's just a way different dialed in focus. When you're in web two, you have to go find humans and find distribution, find sales everywhere. This is just, a crazy focus on who cares about us deeply. And we know who cares about us. So it's just a different focus. And I love it because my brain is in a zillion different directions. And Web3 has forced it to stay in one isolated bubble. And then it's just a game of value, community, and brands. And that's what we do. So, yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. It's definitely clear. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate y'all bringing me up and, um, you know, definitely looking forward to everything. That uh, Relics Reserve Alpha, man, y'all got the chat going crazy. So uh, I'll be in VC later. <laughs> yeah. Much love, bro. I appreciate y'all. Thank you, man. We'll see <laughs> you in VC. Love it. Thank you for the future. Future, Yo. future, real, real quick. Yo. Do, you trade, do you trade Westbrook? Yes or no? <sighs> do you give up the first round pick? Listen, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this right now, and I don't know if it relates to to Westbrook or not. But whatever Brian is planning to be able to play with his son, I'm with that plan. Okay, that's that's that that's too. where I'll leave it. If if Brian is plotting to be able to play with Bronny, whoever got to go, whatever got to happen, let that man tell that story. That's gonna be ultimate. So, I like that answer. Hey. <laughs> that really will be ultimate. That will really be. <laughs> That would Thanks. be the bow on the one of the greatest careers we'll ever see in sports. You feel me? He passes the ball to his son, and then that's the last game or something. He just walks off. After yeah, that's it. I'm gone. See it. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. <laughs> Keep it moving. Hey. I love it. Thank see you. you Have a great one. Uh, Shammy, I'm gonna hit it to you. Let's get the Poe app rocking and rolling, and then right on the back of that, we're gonna hand it over to Greg. For a final question, I know we have a lot of action. I know we got a lot of interest. I was supposed to be at some four minutes ago, and I know the Discord is waiting for this whole gang to get back in there. We're trying to keep these relatively – I mean, I know we could hang here for hours and whatnot, but unfortunately I cannot. Also, Tyler, yes, we, all, we are giving away the uh, basically the ticked-off Relic Punk at the end of this as well. So let me know when you want me to you know, direct – 
all the attention to the Discord because we're giving that away to three uh, community members. Amazing. We'll go Shammy, then we'll go Greg, and then I'll let you tie the tie the bow on top of this whole thing with that. Hey, Tyler, real quick. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to interrupt. All good, all good, I'm, all good. I really wanted to just ask because y'all keep talking about it. Who do I got to speak to? Who do I got to be in and everything? Because I know it's like a process to get into the Discord. That's really what I've been trying to do for a while now, and I couldn't figure out how. Jeff, Mark? Yeah, I got you. I'm sending uh sending a uh an invite to your DMs right now. Oh bless, man. That's been my whole week, my G. Thank you so much. <laughs> Let that be a lesson that you, you ask for. Hey, hey, I appreciate you, man. Oh, this is good. Thank you. Please also give me two minutes, Tyler. Please. Yeah, yeah. Over to you first. Over to you first. Oh, okay. I go first. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh Okay, so let's say I got two minutes. So one minute, let me briefly introduce myself. So it'll make sense what I'm speaking of if I do it. So I'm a Bue with the uh, Mibit Pig up here. I'm the first NFT artist from Mongolia. So just like the Meta Relics team, uh, I've been trying to go from I started as an artist and then trying to develop like Mongolia. We created like the first marketplace, the, the first uh, 60,000 collectibles with 20,000 unique holders. And uh, I've been pretty much trying to do everything to develop the local and the global scene as well. And hearing you guys uh, speak today with the printing of your NFTs, uh, this technology uh, is amusing me right now uh, as I was hearing you because in Mongolia, we don't have that much tech, right? And our population is only 3 million people. So I would love to uh, connect with you guys and see how we can take your uh, tech and then bring it here, even though it's a developing country. And uh, I would love to show the local people here and the street artists that uh, this space is not just about like JPEGs, as people call it, right? It's about like development, technology, cooperation, collaboration, community, everything. Uh, I want to bring that here. So uh, please let me know what are the opportunities that you can go to other international countries and cooperate with them on a partnership. We ship to Mongolia, my man. Just uh, DM me on Twitter. What? Really? What? We do. Yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the countries. No, as long as you're not from Guinea, Iran, Iraq, Jersey, Korea, there's like there's 17 countries. You're good. That's well, amazing. And can I set it up locally here? Uh, like uh, your your local office here. You know what I mean? That's a whole other conversation. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate you popping up here. And the pig is fresh. Pig with the camo hat. Yeah, thank you so much. I had to uh, sell a lot of 0 0.01 of my art to build up to this me, but finally, and I finally have it, and I love it. What's up, all? Jeremy, Mark, Jeff, what's up, fellas? Big Greg, what's up, baby? Greg. Uh, good to connect. Been listening in. Congrats on the, uh, the launch today, or uh, the announcement today. Wanted to kind of just talk through uh, kind of this evolution of you all going from maybe from a art brand to now you're a technology brand um, and how you can kind of start leveraging this new blockchain technology. Well, n new as in uh, new to new to the company. And, um, you know, I think a lot of Ethereum's development has really came into like the DAP ecosystem in the past, you know, call it 24 months or so. Um, and, 
I think like one thing I noticed is like it gives everybody a new way of thinking, uh, a new way of innovating on new ideas. Um, and I imagine, you know, today's announcement was was just the first step of you really introducing yourselves in kind of innovating your technology arm. Um, just want to think through like, you know, as, as you've been inspired by proof, um, there's going to be companies that come out of this that are inspired by you all. Uh, and what just some like brainstorming ideas you guys have thought through in kind of pushing the limit uh, of, of what was previously possible from either, you know, distribution of Jeff's incredible art um, to, you know, a new way of community building. Uh, yeah. So kind of an open-ended. So I'll speak very quickly on how I think of it. And then, you know, Mark and Jeremy can as well, but like how I think of it, Greg is like, I build the story of Sneaks of Nature and then I read it over and over again and figure out where could I insert, you know, that innovation in tech in the contract um, that makes sense. So like we have this very cool concept for Sneaks of Nature that's never been done in the market in terms of, you know, contract. And it just makes sense for the concept of the story. So like everything we want to do in this space doesn't really start with the idea of the tech integration. It's like, what are we doing? Let's contextualize that. And then where does the, you know, the innovation in the contract best, you know, fit into the story. Um, and we, we found that with Sneaks of Nature, which you guys are going to love. Um, and we kind of integrated that as well with the, you know, the relic punks. We wanted everyone to pick their own because we thought everyone's going to have an emotional connection with their own. So we decided to base all the technology and all the integration um based on that concept instead of like oh like let's just everyone gets a random punk like that didn't fit with the concept so i think you know with me at least i start kind of with the story and the concept and, and try and figure out how it actually plays in and what we can invent and then go to a very talented developer and see if you know they have a solution for us so that's how i've been looking at it and, and mark and jeremy can speak on how how they do yeah, I mean, from a from a project perspective, I think that's the the exact right route to take. Um, and then, you know, before we before I dive into uh, how I view that, just shout out Greg. Um, he uh, was a uh, an advisor and helped out on the uh, the previous contract. He's a very talented developer, uh, part of the Link Style founding uh, founding team. So, Greg, shout out to you. Um, but in terms of a, uh, a broader vision um, in, in MetaRelix and kind of you know, aligning with the trends in Web3, um, I think a lot of what we're going to see revolves around this, uh, this idea of interoperability and these dApps coming out. And right now you have a couple different areas where the community kind of comes together and that's their, you know, kind of their meeting place, their grounds. It's, you know, it happens in Discord, it happens in Twitter. Uh, and what we're going to start to see is the token kind of being that cohesive nature of the community. And you're going to be able to go to these different applications and bring your community with you and have certain rights and access because of that token that you hold. Uh, and so that's really the, the broader picture that we look at. So um, every day I'm, uh, I'm scrolling Twitter, looking for new entrepreneurs, new people building things in the space. We want to align with them, provide as much value, um, accessibility to our token holders as possible. So with that said, I mean, if you're building something cool, um, slide into our DMs, hit us up. We want to talk to you. Thanks, dudes. Keep at it. 
Good stuff. Thanks for popping up here, Greg. I didn't realize before I was talking into the ether because I was getting a phone call and it kills my mic. So there was a moment of silence here before you got on. I apologize about that, everyone. Shammy, I'm going to throw it your way. Let's fire up the sure. call app. Make it happen. I'm going to do this very quickly uh, because we've been up here a while. And I want to keep everyone busy. Um, if you go to the last pinned tweet at the top, you can read how to claim if you don't have the POAP app set up on your mobile device. So I suggest you do that now. But if you already have that, if you have a POAP app, please open it up on your phone. And then you are going to use the secret word method. So hit the mint button in the bottom right-hand corner and then hit on secret word. And the secret word for today is all lowercase and it is roomies. Like roomies in a dorm. It's like your bestie is going to be rooming with you. It's your roomie. And that's R-O-O-M-I-E-S? Correct. Amazing. How did we handle distribution? Is it a time thing? Is it a total supply thing? It is a supply of 1,000. Understood. Understood. So it's it's roomies, R-O-O-M-I-E-S, all lowercase, no spaces in between anything. Cool. Roomies is a term of our community member, by the way. Community members. Yeah. Really? Our Discord's called the Relic Room, so everyone in there is roomies. Just like Mark, I, Rob, and Jeremy are. We are all living together. Nice. That's good work. Shammy, always being nice and clever. It's a good job. That's why you're good at what you do. Jeff, you can take us home. Sounds like you got a big giveaway you're about to do. And it's yeah, scored. so... Let's, Appreciate you guys being here, and it's been it's been fun. So at least I know we can keep going, but we'll yeah. cap it. Take it away. All right. So the three winners of Ticked Off Relic Punk are the first one's Lonely Stoner three six five and a bunch of other numbers. I doubt there's another Lonely Stoner. Um, then we have second one is Alfonso G, um, and then the third is going to be Reasonable Tyler. And obviously, you know, go on Discord right now. Um, Rob is going to post those three winners as well. Um, and we will get you those punks. And that punk is one of my favorites. It, uh, it looks like the community really, really liked that one. Um, and we, uh, we're looking forward Was, to launching. Is that, that the building collection. one, Jeff? Yeah, it's the one uh, we Fire. posted yesterday. Yeah. Fire. And everyone, by the way, just to get out of the way, Tyler is the one who inspired the the GameCube punk, he wouldn't leave me alone about it. And it actually looks like him. I actually made it on his, based on his face. So let's go. I don't know why. I think GameCube, when you were talking about nostalgia and when I think about video games, I always played sport video games, but Luigi's Mansion and Super Mario Sunshine and Pikmin on the Dude, GameCube. Tyler, that's the tough. worst game. Luigi's Bro, Mansion Luigi's is the Mansion most boring game. The greatest games. Super Mario Sunshine is one of the all-time great video games. If you're not bringing up Zelda Ocarina of Time, you didn't play Nintendo 64. No, we're talking about the GameCube. GameCube. This is GameCube. Oh, where about Smash Brothers, bro? He's still leaving out hella fire, bro. Super Mario Sunshine is facts. Listen, Luigi's Mansion is a great game. Super Mario Smash, of course, everyone knows that. But Super Mario Sunshine, Luigi's Mansion... Are, are, are two solid games, and I'm very pumped that that's how we're going to end this conversation. It makes sense for you, Tyler. Luigi's <laughs> Mansion makes sense for you. 
So I, I love that for you, bro. I appreciate Own that. Own yes. it. I appreciate that. All the best, everyone. I hope you have a great evening, afternoon, morning, wherever you may be in the world. Uh, uh, Michelle, Michelle also likes Luigi's Mansion. Oh, terrible. Great. Fantastic game. I don't know. I, I can't speak for Luigi's Mansion 2. Probably like most, you know, sequels, it was a bit of trash, and that's probably what you're thinking about. But, you know, the vacuum for the ghosts, legendary. Have a great night, everyone. Stay healthy. All the best. Peace. Thank you. Peace. See you, see you, see you. Later. Hi. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out every single live Twitter space on our Twitter at 1.37 p.m. 